If you didn't know before, now you know why they call this the Fun Belt. Very excited about the Sun Belt. You know, while other conferences have been breaking up, our conference has become stronger. The state of Sun Belt football is the strongest in our history. I saw Fun Belt Conference, and I'm like, I don't know what this is. But I got to join the show. It sounded a lot of fun. All the talk of Sun Belt Conference Media Days. Jeremy, it wasn't about the trophy, the MVP belt. It was Owen Porter, Porter's hat. <laughs> oh, and that's we, the trophy we need. That's the trophy we need. We have a, we have a talk later with Commissioner Gill, so we'll bring up having the, the golden hat as the new MVP trophy. Just a hat. <laughs> so, Thunder Heard, a pretty good debut in the Sunbelt Conference. How did y'all see it last year, and, and what was y'all's take your first time through the league uh, schedule? Uh, it, was, it was nice. It was, it was fun being in, a, in the conference. Uh, you know, you never want to see anybody else. But I enjoyed it more than the previous conference we were in. Uh, felt like everybody we played was good. Like the competition never fell off with any team. The atmospheres were always good everywhere we went. There wasn't there wasn't any stadiums that you know had nobody in them. It was always it was always fun for each game and just good competition. Yeah, it was just um, it was definitely exciting getting in the way of a competition. These guys, these two, just top to bottom. Uh, you got great teams in the, uh, in the conference, uh, East and West. Yeah, I was excited. Would you say that Notre Dame was the easiest win you had? Wait, say it again. Was Notre Dame the easiest win you had? Uh, I don't know about easiest win, <laughs> but uh, it was definitely one of the more fun ones. That's for sure. Very fun place to play. Crazy atmosphere for sure. So y'all actually had the early game that day, and so y'all were really setting the tone for everything that transpired that week. Did y'all like on the plane ride home or anything? Kind of see what else had happened in the Sun Belt after after that game? Yeah, we knew. Uh, Southern had beat Nebraska because one of our teammates that uh, I was Ingram here with you. Yeah. All right, so one of our teammates, offensive lineman, had transferred to Georgia Southern. So we beat Notre Dame, and then like we're on FaceTime in the locker room with him. They just beat Nebraska, and then that's the same day I think they beat Texas A&M. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it was wild. It was, it was definitely pretty cool as a conference. So, having when you won that game, it, it, there seemed to be a sense that oh, Marshall might be ready to tear up not just the Sun Belt, but the entire college football landscape. At the time, Notre Dame held in very high regard. Was the win, in a way, kind of a distraction? Because there was a little, there's some stumbling blocks that Thunder occurred after that. Um, I mean, I think it's. We let it. We let ourselves get a little too high uh, at the end of the day, which then the loss. Looking back on it, the loss to Bowling Green helped pull us back down and helped us. All right, we ended up being three and three right there, and it helped us as a team to make a decision and be like, all right, hey, we're going to finish this out the right way at the end of the day. So, yeah, it was an awesome win. We got a little too high on it, and that's uh, that comes without having experience. But next time we will be ready for it. I'm excited to see Cam taking over full time at quarterback. 
Mostly because it's a southpaw. Oh, well, yeah. It's like crazy. <laughs> Cam's like, you know, I, I have other skills too. No, it's because you're a southpaw. Tell me about that offense. I mean, it, it's got to take some pressure off of you, knowing that you don't necessarily have to have the perfect game throwing and, and run the perfect offense, knowing that you have Ali right behind you that kind of gives you that, that dual threat in offense. Yeah, Ali definitely takes a lot of pressure off of you. You have a, a one-of-a-kind talent like that next to you. It just it allows you to just be able to hand the ball off and let him work. So um, having him next to you is definitely uh, makes uh, life a lot stress stressful. Oh, and you probably don't get a chance to hit him much. But is Ali really that shift where if you could, you'd probably still miss? You know, I'm not going to say I would miss, right? I'm not going to miss. <laughs> but he is extremely shifty, right? I'm, a lot of my backs are very shifty. But uh, in particular, he just he comes out of his first jump cut, and as soon as his two feet hit the ground, he's, he's out. Like, he's moving so fast. He's a very freakish athlete, that's for sure. Coach Huff, he really brings a lot of good experience uh, to the program. What do you all see? What kind of leader is he? And, and how many Sabinisms does he bring from his time at Alabama? Um, I think he just instilled to us that um, taking everything day by day, not worrying about what you have going on in the next month or just worrying about the phase that you're in right now, which right now is about to be fall camp. So uh, I feel like that's what he's really instilled, just taking it day by day, um, not worrying about the future for yeah, I mean, we are, we call ourselves the mini Alabama. We're Alabama without the Alabama budget, that's for sure. We're on the same, same style of practices, same style of workouts. Uh, but Coach Up is great. Uh, he gives our team a lot of confidence, especially each week. Um, nobody's nobody's more proud of us whenever we win, and, and nobody picks our head up more whenever we lose. Cam, so. give me a little idea of what your playing style is going to be. If you had to compare yourself to a professional guy, an NFL guy, who I think it would be like a mix of multiple people. That's why I try to emulate myself as. Uh, I try to take bits and pieces from uh, multiple guys. I grew up a, a Russ fan, Russell Wilson fan, so, you know, him uh, being, being a, an escape artist, um, I feel like I take pride in not being able to make the first guy tackle me. And then I really want to be known as, as a passer that can use his legs when needed. I don't want to be known as a, as a, as a run-first type of guy. I want to be known as a, as a passer, a quarterback that can uh, extend plays with his legs. So is that something that you've worked on in the offseason, getting that part of your game down? The offense was the story last year, but the defense, I mean, obviously kept the, the herd in a lot of games. Talk about that defense and, and who are the other playmakers that we see or, or we'll probably hear about this year. Oh, I can talk about these boys all day. Uh, uh, Sam Burton, that's a huge guy coming back for us. Uh, I think in the Notre Dame game, Sam had two and a half sacks. Um, Sam Burton doesn't get hurt. He beats me by seven, eight sacks on the season. I mean, that kid is phenomenal. Then uh, we got a new guy, Mike Green. Uh, defensive line, freaking nature, UVA transfer. Really excited to see him. Isaiah Gibson, uh, Kai Kraken, uh, Tyquez Legs. Like my front, my front four are 
we got some we got some dogs up there in the front, and then uh, the linebacker room. We obviously got Eli Neal coming back. He's kind of our vocal leader as a team. Um, speaks for our defense, makes the calls, makes sure we're all you know lined up and in the right situation. Even if he doesn't uh, put himself in the right spot, he's going to make sure the rest of the ten of us are. Um, but that whole linebacker room as well. I think it's as deep as I've ever seen it in six years of being at Marshall. Uh, we've got a lot of really good transfers, a lot of really good freshmen, guys that are going to compete to not only play on the defense, but you're going to see a lot of linebackers playing on our special teams all the way around. And then DBs as well. Uh, you know, Mike Abraham's holding it down in the back end. To me, he was the conference defense player of the year last year, six interceptions. The kid was locked down in the on our boundary side. I mean, he was – he was all that we needed it the most, and somebody was trying to go up the top. Michael was there every single time. So we got nothing but nothing but uh, hope and faith in those boys in the back end, and they can give us three or four seconds in the front, then they're going to have a rough day. Cam, we talked about Coach Huff, but you get the experience of working with Clint Trickett as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Talk about what he brings and, and what's been some big things that he's been able to teach you. Uh, I mean, all my success I give to Coach Trick. Uh, the amount of hours that he's put in with me along with Huff. Uh, it, it, it would be crazy if we would put it on paper, but uh, I, give, I give him nothing but uh, praise because Without him, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Does he fire up Netflix and make you watch Last Chance You to go see? That, that, that's me. <laughs> nah, he hasn't, he hasn't hit that. Uh, last question for you guys before we set you free into the wild. What makes Coach Huff pissed off the most? What can you do in practice that just drives him the craziest? Uh, I would say if the defense doesn't run at the ball. <laughs> I was also thinking the same thing. Either not running to the ball, uh, just anything. With just wait for that ball to come to you, right? You don't want that. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Uh, consistent, consistent receivers dropping balls. Oh, that is that. probably the worst. I've seen him I like throw the defensive guy hanging out the receiver. Yeah, well, he hanging out the defender. Uh, dozens of times. <laughs> yell his, his key uh, catchphrase multiple times on the field. So. Well, uh, uh, what's that key catchphrase? Yeah, that's, 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 maybe we'll have to ask him about that. <laughs> Dawn in the green. The luck of the Irish was definitely with you last year in the Sunbelt Conference. How big was that game for your program, as well as you, of really getting these guys to buy in to everything you had been trying to tell them? Yeah, I think it was validation that our process works, you know. Um, and when we do what we're supposed to do consistently, we can beat anybody in the country, you know. Um, when we prepare really well, we play our tails off, and we go execute. It works. Um, and if you fully commit to it and buy in, it, it's going to create value for you and obviously the whole team. Um, you know, the biggest learning piece for us was, you know, you turn around, you beat Notre Dame, and then you turn around, you don't do what you're supposed to do, and you lose the Bowling Green. So there's two, you know, you hate to lose a game to teach, and then teach a lesson example. There's two lessons, guys. In order for it, it doesn't matter who we play. We've got to do what we can do and do what we're supposed to do to have success. So, But it was a good learning experience. You know, it's something these kids, you know, I went and talked about it a little bit. You know, you really don't think of it. You know, in the midst of the season, you're rolling, rolling. But these guys will be 50 and 60. They'll be sitting around, you know, fire, and they'll be telling their grandkids that, you know, I played and beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. You know, that's something you'll, they'll never forget. Now, just a, your opinion, 
what happened in that game with Bowling Green? How do you go from that that, that, that stellar game against Notre Dame and they come away and sort of just sort of lay an egg? I mean, what what do you think it was? Was it yeah, just well, simply a letdown game no, or it was, was it a lack of concentration? No, a uh, combination. We had some guys banged up. That's the risky run when yeah. you play, you know, in Notre Dame. You know, our, our starting safety was out. Um, so that changes some things. So now we're playing another player who obviously at that point in the season hadn't had as many reps. Um, and the same way we beat Notre Dame, we picked them off three times. But we got to the goal line at Bowling Green and fumbled yep. two times. So, And I use that as an example, not to keep going back to last year, guys. If we don't take care of the ball, it doesn't matter who we play. Mm-hmm. If we can take the ball away, it doesn't matter who we play. You know, and I use that as an example. I honestly, you know, a lot of people ask me, uh, was it a letdown game? If we fumble on the goal line two times, one goes through the end zone, one they get back. If you do that in any game, it's going to be very difficult to win. If you're not playing with your best players, that's why one of the reasons we went out this, this year and got a lot more depth. If you're not playing with your best players, it's going to be tough to win. So I think it's just a, a great learning lesson for our guys of, hey, stay healthy, take care of the football, do the little things right. We can beat anybody in the country. When we don't, we'll lose to a high school. You know, I mean, not that Bowling Green's a high school, but it doesn't yeah, matter yeah, who yeah. we play. Um, so You brought Ali last year, Sunday up media days. I think he partied too hardy on Bourbon Street <laughs> and missed the, the bulk of the season. Is that why you left him at home this year, just to protect him and make sure he's safe? <laughs> no, I, I try to rotate because I think this is the experience. I know a lot of times media days and who goes to media days is, oh, well, they're the starter, they're the you know captain on the team. I, I think it's an experience you know that you can teach young men. You know, Owen and Cam are probably two of the young men who talk the least you know on our team, um, but when they do speak, you know, people listen. Um, so for me, I'm trying to expose them to the next phase of their life, whether that's the NFL career and, and dealing with media, whether that's in their job career. Um, you know, Cam being a quarterback and only being a sophomore, he's going to be in front of a lot more mics, <laughs> either positively or negatively, for the next you know three or four years that he's here, and then whatever he does afterwards. So I use this as an opportunity to um, get guys experience, uh, to put them in an uncomfortable, controlled situation. Um, you know, we know when we come to some of the media days, you're not talking about what about that third interception you threw, Cam. Yeah, you know what I mean. So this gives them a chance to be uncomfortable while learning to be comfortable in this type of environment. And there are two guys on our team that represent our team really well. Um, you know, and doing the right things. Um, I think they've earned the respect of the team. So for them to come represent their, their teammates, I, I thought it was good. Did Owen have to clear the hat with you before he broke it out for media days? <laughs> no, no. Actually, I, I kind of felt like he was either going to do a hat or some type of, like, I actually thought he would probably have, like, a uh, um, like a, a cowboy suit on, like, you know, like a George like a George Strait suit on, full oh, suit. That would have been uh, fantastic. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he's uh, he definitely the hat comes out a lot, so we expect it. So, Thundering Hurt 2023, a defensive team that can play some offense or an offensive team that can play some defense? Well, I was trained by Coach Saban, so we're always going to be a defensive team that you know can, can play the offense because I don't think you can win consistently if you don't have a good defense. Um, and a lot of times what happens is people get all um, you know, boo-hooey about the offense. If I don't feel that the team can score on our defense, I'm not going to put the team at risk by – you know, exposing our offense to an opportunity to turn the ball over, you know. Uh, we played a game this season up at ODU, and 
about the second series, you know, our defense coordinator said, Coach, I don't think they're going to score on us today. So we changed our approach on offense that day. You know, we were more run it and let's kick a field goal. You know, hey, if we happen to run it through the end zone, great, but let's not do anything to put our defense at a disadvantage if they feel really good about it. There's going to be some times where defense, hey, Coach, and we need a few more points, you know, and we got to figure out a way to do that. But I don't ever feel like we should put one side of the ball at jeopardy trying to be a offensive team or defense team. You got to play good defense. You got to stop the run. You got to run the ball. Anything over that, that's extra. So you mentioned Coach Saban. I know he was a big mentor, really helped mold you. What are some of the quirks that you took? I mean, are, are, are you like a uh, oatmeal pie guy in pregame? Do you have the Coke bottle on the stand labeled? Um, no, I'm not an oatmeal pie guy. I probably I do chew Red Man, so he, he's a Red Man chewer. Um, I am um, probably meticulous for um, discipline, meticulous for um, everybody doing their job. You know what I mean? That that that's something that ultimately people ask me, what do you what you learn when you were there? Um, the importance of discipline um, and the importance of consistency. You, 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 that's the difference. We can go out and play Notre Dame and then turn around and, and lose the Bowling Green. It's not consistent, and it's not going to help us be. Yeah, that must drive you crazy. Yeah, it's not going. <laughs> it's not going to help us be successful long term. I think what we started to do is we started to get a consistent routine the back end of the season, and you saw us play with a lot more consistency. That's what we got to kind of bottle and capture with this team moving forward. It's a big year in Huntington with the, uh, the Georgia Southern game coming up on, what is it, the second weekend in November or second weekend of October. Uh, what does that big tradition really mean in Huntington? Because, I mean, that's a big reason why I've, I've always wanted to go to Huntington to check out a Thunder and Hurt game is for that weekend. Yeah, obviously um, the 75 game is, is the game that represents who we are. You know, in 1970, the plane crash went down, killed 75 souls on board. Um, it's the reason that our community and our university and our team are so entrenched. Um, a lot of the family members are still in Huntington. A lot of people still have friends. A lot of people were in school when that happened that are still there. Um, so that event um, is why we play. You know, we play to honor them. Um, and, and that weekend um, brings back a lot of memories. Um, it's, it's heavy for a lot of people. And our players do everything we can to honor, you know, those 75 souls by how we play. You know, obviously um, winning the game is important. But I'm more important. I'm more focused on how do we play, because we can win the game and not play with the right intensity, and 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 that that wouldn't be honoring those 75. I want to make sure we honor them with how we play, especially on that weekend. With that said, Coach, we look up and down the East. I know it's always a shift from the somber there. You got to play a tough team in, in, in Georgia Southern that's picked uh, right around the mix. I think y'all were picked second. We were our preseason favorite to win the East. How big will that game be, knowing that that could have some title implications for that, that Eastern division? Yeah, I think, you know, last year we had a, you know, a, a battle with those guys, and I think uh, Coach Elton does a really good job, um, you know, with his team every year. Um, it's not going to be any bigger than, you know, the game the week before or the week after. You know, the beauty about this conference is it's not, hey, if we win this one game, we're good. You got to show up every week, you know, and they will make you um, challenge yourself, you know, every week um, because the competition level from top to bottom is so competitive. 
it's so even and so close that one week could be the difference. Like you said, that week could have a lot of implications on where we finish, where they finish, and, and how that affects the overall title race. Um, I thank you guys for all you do and, and wish you guys luck this year. And hopefully if you get a chance, come on up to Honey, come see us. We'll come down to Huntington and we'll tear down. For sure. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. The student athletes now from James Madison join us. James on the defensive line. I mean, that defense was pretty stout. I know the offense got a lot of credit, but uh, tell us about that uh, Duke's defense last year and kind of how it's going to parlay into 23. Yeah, I mean, we had a good year last year. Um, you know, Coach, Coach Haynes and the D staff, you know, they have a good scheme for us, but it's, you know, ways to you know, put some ways to be successful and, you know, it's our job to execute. But, um, yeah, I mean, we had a good year last year and we're hoping to move on to the opponents this year. Nick, how fun was it? I mean, you had Todd and Sayo that sometimes I don't think anybody knew. Oh, everyone knew what the play call was, but no one knew what the play call was going to be once he once the snap happened. How fun was it blocking for him? I mean, Todd he was a great athlete, great leader. I mean, some of the stuff he's done. I remember there was like. I think it was an App State game. He slipped out. It was like first quarter, slipped out. And following through with the Drew Painter, Drew Painter called it one hand, got first down. I was like, oh my God, I've never seen that before at all. But yeah, he's just a great athlete. Well, let me ask you this a lot of schools in the Sun Belt claim to have the best offensive line. I've heard it from Louisiana, I've heard it from Appalachian State, I've even heard it from Georgia State. Does James Madison have the best offensive line in the Sun Belt? Without a question. <laughs> Without a question. I mean, it's hard to be an experience. And when it comes to, they may have better athletes than us, but coming from, when you get to a game and my bullets are flying, there's nobody who's played as many games as we have. And just having that confidence when they're in a game situation, it just sets us above everyone else. Last year, new kids on the block. How much was it a motivator where it's like, oh, that's great. There's this FCS team that's moving up. Yeah, the, there'll be something to be reckoned with in a couple of years. How but, cute. Yeah, yeah, but 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 this year, yeah, it, that's nice. How much of that was a motivator for y'all this year, that last year? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of teams maybe doubted us. We kind of had some had some questions about us, but. Um, uh, I think going into it, you know, a lot of teams doubt us. I think that was definitely a motivating factor for us. I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's you know, hard to beat that. But, you know, that. That motivating factor definitely pushes, you know, you know giving us a little extra edge, chipping chip our shoulder going into, going into last year. Yeah, I mean, it's just, just more fuel to the fire. Um, whether it's last year, I mean, people counted us out. They didn't know what we had. And uh, I think we showed the conference that we're a force to be reckoned with here for a while. Big guys in the trenches. Doesn't matter how good your quarterback is, your running back is, the defense without defense, they're just going to score at will. We see the MVP belt of the Sun Belt, knowing that the guys in the trenches are never going to get it. How great is it that you get to take pictures with it, at least here at, at Media Days? I mean, it's pretty cool. I like the championship belt. I mean, uh, I was a big WWE fan when I was a kid. So, see, that's pretty cool. I mean, I was talking with one of the other offensive linemen that was here, and I was like, he's like just looking at it. I was like, you want that belt? He's like, yeah. I said, but if you win it, that means bad things have happened. He goes, I know, but how cool would that be? That's <laughs> good. The surprise, Dukes of JMU join us now. Coach Kurt Signetti. 
Coach, were you surprised by the outcome of last season with your team? Not really. I mean, we had won at such a high level. I knew we had a good team. Put a lot of time preparing for these teams we had never played. Wasn't quite sure what the gap would be. But uh, right away, we waxed Middle Tennessee pretty good and then beat App at App. And we were on our way. Um, so I thought there were a couple more we could have had that we didn't get. And, uh, you know, now we're picked number one this year. But I, I think this year it's a tough road, boy. This schedule we got, you know, at Virginia, at Troy, at Utah State, and home to South Alabama, at Marshall on a Thursday night, going to be a pretty significant challenge. We've got a good nucleus back. Got to figure out who the quarterback is, a couple of the playmakers at receiver. Seven back on offense, eight on defense, most of the specialists. You know, our guys know how to win. That goes a long way. Yeah, I think one thing that you, that you mentioned, though, is that – JMU is not a surprise anymore uh, in terms yeah. of from other players. Yeah, we're not I mean, going to surprise. You were never surprised, but yeah. other teams might have been a little taken by surprise. Probably, you know, because, uh, yeah, but uh, we're, we're not going to sneak up on anybody. Yeah. We'll have a target on our back, and uh, but we're used to that. So, no Todd Centeno, who was all world last year, was great. You had mentioned that you're kind of used to bringing in new quarterbacks and turning them into stars. Who do you think is going to rise to the top uh, this season? I don't know, but who was Todd Santeo this time last year? Uh, you know, and I was concerned about the position at this time last year, and he stepped up and did a great job, as did Danucci my first year and Cole Johnson. So I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see McLeod, the older guy, because he started 19 games. You know, he's got some qualities. Uh, Barnett's got talent. And the other two guys aren't Swiss cheese. So uh, it'll be interesting. So, Coach, as I said, picked first in the East. It seems like the, the script kind of flipped that last year it was all about the East, the East, the East. This year it's the West. Do you think the East has what it takes to try to uh, capture that first conference title in three years? Oh, I don't know. That's so far down the road. I mean, I think what I hear you saying is there's a lot of depth in the East and there's two, two teams that stand out right now in the West. But I think ULL and Southern Miss are pretty good teams, too. I realize the other ones are rebuilding some. And I think Terry's done a really nice job at Monroe. But uh, I hear what you're saying. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll find out. Coach, was there, was there any surprises that you really had that first year through the Sun Belt Conference and, and what that schedule, uh, how it played out for you? I'll tell you what, I was really proud of our team when we dropped those three games and then bounced back and really took care of ODU on the road and came back from a big deficit at home to beat Georgia State and really waxed Coastal, you know, because we had never been in that position before as a pro where you had lost three in a row. And I thought, I thought our guys really showed their character there. Did being denied a bowl bid uh, bother you much, or did you just say that's the way it is and we're just going to move on? We knew, that we knew the deal going in. We enjoyed ourselves after the Coastal game. We threw a big party on the field. And, uh, you know, we're in the same boat this year, so we'll try to use that to our advantage somehow, some way. So the big controversy, were you the Sunbelt East champs or just the division champs? I didn't know it was a controversy, <laughs> but it's over. Thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate it. Looking forward to the, the Dukes this season. All right, guys. Take Thank care. You.